Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Haven't we got a great team here? Got an awesome team. Got to remember to bend. There we go. How's everyone's mobility? Mine's fine, thanks. <laughs> All righty. So, last week, I didn't even get halfway through, not even a quarter, not even a spit into it, but... That's all right, because we've got a whole year to work on this. But listen to this, 1 Corinthians 2.11. Thank you, Father. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard. Has anyone heard this before? Yeah? Good. So, common territory? So we think. And no human mind has conceived the things God has prepared for those who love him. Wow. Isn't that awesome? We, we proclaim this statement so many times. I hadn't seen, he hasn't heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man what God has in store for those that love him. And we're like, yeah, God's got so. But then we forget there's a part after this. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. What are those? These are the mysteries. These are the things that the eyes haven't seen, the ear hasn't heard, nor has no human mind ever conceived this, what God has, but he's revealed it to us. Now by his spirit, because the spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. What we have received is not the spirit of this world, but it is the spirit who is from God so that we may understand, listen to this, so that we may understand what has freely given to us by God. I mess that up, but it doesn't matter that we may understand what God has freely given us. So many times we do not even have a slightest comprehension of what God has done for us or what God is doing for us right at this moment. And, and we base it all on how he's done things in the past or how we think it should be done based on our, I don't know, convenience, our opinions, but we base it on something. But God, do you know what the best way of doing things is? God's way. Do you know what the easiest way of doing things? It is God's way. It is. Doesn't sound like it sometimes, but it is. It ends up being the best, easiest way. It's better than being swallowed by a fish for three days and then spewed up on the beach. Hmm. This is what we speak, not in words taught to us by human wisdom, but in words taught to us by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. Isn't that amazing? Who wants that? Who wants the explanation of spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words? We need that more than ever in this day and age, is Spirit realities... Not just concepts of, of vague realities of what's going on. Hmm. I want to know, Father, make it so. Make it so. This is what God's doing at the moment. God is actually restoring some things. Let's go to Isaiah 44. This is what we jumped into last week. Um, Isaiah 44. Verse 18, it turns out to be. For those who were here last week. The continuing story of the... Does anyone remember that show? No? Okay. This is a Muppet show. Anybody? Anybody? 
Ah, I see. The continuing story of a quack. No? Somebody? Isaiah 44. Go and YouTube it. That's what the kids do nowadays. Isaiah 44, verse 18. Forget the former things. Forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Doing a new thing, Kordash. I'm going to renew. I'm going to restore. I'm going to rebuild. Going to renew, going to restore, going to rebuild. And I realized when I was praying about this that God, everything that he does is always in rest. It's always in rest. Always in rest. Now, if you read about it, there's a whole message, there's a whole series, there's a whole decade, there's a whole lifetime of learning about rest. Not just one message, not just a week, not just a series. This is, we learn about this our whole life. It's something we grow into. But God says, you get to enter my rest. Today, now, you get to enter my rest. When, when God finished six days of creation, what did he do? He rested. Why did he rest? He was tired. He's, he's omnipotent. He was a little bit mentally fatigued. He, he needed to gather his... No, he's omniscient. He knows everything. No, he, he perceived all this. No, it was because he wanted to model it. Why He just created everything and then he sat back in rest. Going, guys, I want you to see this. I have trust in my word. I have trust in what I've put in motion. I have trust in my purpose and design. And I'm going to rest in that. These are spirit realities, spoken with spirit-taught words. Rest. It needs to be done in rest. If you try and rebuild, renew, restore in haste, it's not good. It needs to be done in rest. And when we talk about God's rest, it's not about having a rest. It's about being in rest. It's about being in peace, going, God, you've got this. No matter what you're facing, God, you've got this. And the reason that God could rest is because he had hope. Hope that it was all going to fall into place. Hope. It wasn't hope based on, oh, do you hope, you know, rolling a dice, hope, come on, winner, winner, chicken dinner. No, no. It was like I, his hope was joyful expectation of good. It was a pure hope, the joyful expectation of good. And then man took hold of it. But God had hope and he put it within creation, an eternal perspective, an eternal narrative and eternal purpose that we can see today if we listen to spirit-taught realities through spirit-taught words, not just earthly wisdom. Romans 5, 5 in the Amplified says this about God's hope, such hope never disappoints or deludes or shames us. Grab hold of this, guys, for God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who he has given to us. God has given us so much. He's given us so much. Oh, we need to be totally reliant on God. Totally reliant on God. Okay, so Isaiah 44, forget the former things. It doesn't take much of a theologian. In fact, it doesn't take much of anybody to know much about the Bible to point out what's wrong with the world. It, it takes no spiritual giant at all 
to point out the problems that we have with the world. Yet, people continue to want to do it all the time. Somehow, sprouting about how knowledgeable they are all the time, we're like going, you're actually a dummy, spiritually speaking. Because this pattern has been around for a long time. It's going to continue to be around for a long time. It's a pattern of this world. It will continue to be around. If we put our hope in the pattern of the world, do you know what's going to happen? Disappointment after disappointment after disappointment, because that's what's going to happen. Our bodies break down. Our communities break down. Our finances break down. Our interest rates go up, which if you're a a senior citizen at the moment, you're doing great because your money's increasing in value. For those of us with a mortgage, we're seeing our money go away. Um... Forget the former things. I've got to get back on track. Forget the former things. It doesn't take much of a theologian to point out what's wrong with the world. But it takes a real follower of Jesus to be an answer to the world. Write that down. It's Kylie's. It doesn't take much of a theologian to point out what's wrong with the world, but it takes a real follower of Jesus to be the answer to the world. God has called us to be the answer to the world. Has he? It's funny. He said, I'm the light of the world. And then he says, you're the light of the world. He said, I'm the soul of the world. And you're the soul of the world. He's just throwing it straight off onto us. He didn't want the job? No. He said, I'm sharing it around. It's all to do with glory. It's all to do with glory. Those of us that know what glory means, value it. Those of us that don't know what it means yet, you need an encounter with God. You need a fresh encounter with God. We were singing this morning, I'm open, I'm open. We, if, if you're going, but God's already moved, I just need to trust that that's, that's enough. Do you know that in the Bible, they asked for God to, to give, fill them with boldness again, and he just poured out his spirit. And it wasn't a small measure. You know, oh, you're just asking for boldness, and I'll give you a little bit of boldness. And no, no, no. He filled them with fire again and filled them full of everything that they, more than what they, I hadn't seen, he hadn't heard, <clears throat> they hadn't realized. Forget the former things. I, I, I had to come back to this because the former things that he's talking about here, because we just, I said last week, forget the former things. Whatever's holding you back, whatever the past is, because it says forget the former things, don't dwell on the past. Why does it say it twice? Because we're human, that's the way we go. But forget the former things. And I said, whatever is in your past that's stopping you from going forward. And the Holy Spirit gave me a check straight away. And I'm like, wow, because... Here it's talking about forget the former things. God had just given his resume. I've taken you through the waters. I've taken you through the fire. You've been my witnesses. I've shown you what I did to Egypt. And its armies are now on the bottom of the ocean. I, I, you saw what I did. You saw what I, how I moved now. For, forget the former things. Forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. See, behold, I'm doing a new thing. I'm rebuilding, I'm restoring, I'm renewing, I'm doing something new. And we say, no, 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 no. So let me paint it like this. This is what I'm getting. And I want it so that it's palatable. How does it look for each one of us? You might be waiting for God to move in a situation at the moment and, you, and you're struggling with the answer. Oh, I'm struggling with the words. You're struggling with the answer because you're thinking that it has to be done a certain way, and God's saying, forget that, I'm doing it a new way, and he wants to do a change within you, within you, 
so that that situation, number one, doesn't affect you anymore. It's just water off a duck's back. It can be acid off a duck's back. It doesn't matter. God's wanting to build the temple strong. Not just so that we can withstand the, the winds and the trials. If we just build our house on Jesus, that's enough to withstand the, the troubles of this. But to carry the glory of God, God's glory has weight. The word actually means, kabod means weight, heaviness of God. God will never put his weight, his heaviness, he'll never crush anything. He'll never break anything. So we're not strong enough. His church is not strong enough for his full glory to be put on here. But he wants to rebuild, restore, renew. But it's a choice that we're, we've got right at this moment. Remember Steve McCracken, the last message he spoke here, the last message I heard in this church before I was laid on my back, before I was thrown in hospital for a couple of months, before they chopped me up and did things to my back. Before all that, Steve McCracken said, what part are you going to play as a kingdom builder? And so many of us thought that meant what part am I going to have in building the new building? And it may not have anything to do with the new building. It's what are you going to do as a kingdom builder? Are you going to build your temple first? Because <laughs> that's where it has to start. <laughs> it has to start here. Forget the former things. If you're waiting for a change in your family, in your marriage, in your whatever situation it is, and you think it has to happen a certain way, forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. Just thank God that He is God. And thank God that He's going to change that situation. And even if He doesn't change that situation, thank God that He's going to change you in that situation, in that season, so that you come out of it stronger, really fireproof and waterproof. Though you go through the waters, I'll be with you. Though you go through the fires, I'll be with you. Yeah, waterproof and fireproof. Don't dwell on the past. And that really is, it's different to the former things. It's now don't dwell on the past. Whatever it is, and some of us need to forgive. Some of us need to just forget. You don't ever forget, but you've got to stop bringing back to remembrance. See, God chooses not to remember again. He's got that incredible ability. We don't. Because every now and then, it just comes back. Those thoughts come back. And to be honest, it doesn't get better with age. It gets worse with age. The older you get, the more regrets you have. The more things that come back and try and sting you and try and, and, try and get you. And you go, wow, why did I do that? And I find myself asking for forgiveness for things that I've asked for forgiveness a hundred times before. And God says, I have no record of that. And we do that over and over again. We need to trust in his word. He has hope in his word. We can relax in that as well. And people says that gives us a license to sin then. If you just say that God forgives everything and, you know, I don't think anyone really needed a license to sin in the first place. I, I don't think they wait for you to get to a certain age and then they give you a, a photo ID and you've got to pass a test to get a license to sin. I think it just happens naturally. So really, the Word of God is a freedom not to sin, not a license to not to sin. It's a freedom not have to sin anymore. And when you get that understanding. So don't dwell on the past. God wants to rebuild, restore, renew. Rebuild, restore, renew. That is going to come back throughout the whole year. And the, the areas are in the spirit, in the heart, and in the Word. I'm going to put my spirit in them. I'm going to put a heart of flesh in them. And I'm going to place my word into them. And this is all about the last days. God is wanting to pour out his spirit afresh. 
Do you want it? I'm, I can say now, I desperately want it. I desperately want your Holy Spirit. I desperately want a fresh encounter. I desperately want boldness of the Holy Spirit again. I desperately want His discernment. I want the fruits of the Spirit in my life. I want the power of the Spirit in my life. I want the wisdom of the Spirit in my life. I want to be able to prophesy over your lives. I want to be able to have words of knowledge over your life, over my family's life. And Come on. Do you want that? I picked up my phone this morning, went to open my Apple, my app with my Bible, and somebody had sent me a news report during the night about how brave Albanese is, um, Prime Minister Albanese, that he's going to, he's gonna, don't make me do his voice. No, Tim's trying to prompt me to do his voice. I'm not going to do it. But isn't it amazing that all the Australian Prime Ministers that have longevity have the worst voices? Bob Hawke, John Howard, now Albanese, but Albanese is going to be the first Prime Minister to march in the gay and lesbian pride march, so brave, he's brave, do you know what's really cool, rainbows, who's seen a rainbow? Who's seen a real rainbow? Mm. Have you seen a rainbow end? Have you ever looked for a rainbow end? Have you ever looked for that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow? Oh, hey. <laughs> the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. No, I saw a guy, he took a photo from a helicopter, high altitude helicopter. He was filming over Hawaii and he saw a rainbow from God's perspective. It's a circle. See, all we ever see is half it. And then it disappears in the atmosphere. And we think it's disappearing into the ground, just, just, oh, just there. Just there. Whoop. No, it's a circle. It's an eternal ring above the earth. We, we just see half it. Isn't that amazing? I saw a photo of it and I just went, wow, that's God's perspective of the rainbow. And we've used a six-coloured rainbow to signify pride, pride march, pride march, fall, pride march <laughs> comes before a full stand, I don't know, where does our heart go first, because mine was to go to my Bible and then somebody sent me this Albanese excerpt and I got all upset, then I prayed for Albanese, Lord, show him the truth, I got upset with him and then I said, no, nah, Lord, show Penny Wong the truth. Show Albanese the truth. I don't even know his first name. What is it? And what is it? <laughs> if you haven't had it, the joy of the Lord is, is a strength and laughter is a good medicine. It does good like a medicine. If you haven't had a laugh, have a conversation with Tim Middleton after the service. I had surgery for a hernia operation. I had a hernia operation. He burst it the, the night. After I had that, you made me laugh so much. You just said it wasn't hard, but we did it. Is that what you said? No? <laughs> That's good enough. Can I just read out one of my favorite Psalms? Psalm 139. 
and I'll, I'll try not to cry, but I make no promises. Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. This is a passion translation. You perceive every moment of my heart and soul, and you understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. You are so intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book, and you know all the words I'm about to speak before I even start a sentence. You know every step I'll take before my journey even begins. You've gone into my future to prepare the way. And in kindness, you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. You have laid your hand on me. <laughs> this is just too wonderful, deep and incomprehensible. Your understanding of me brings me wonder and strength. Where could I go from your spirit? Where could I run to hide from your face? And if I go to the heavens, you're there. If I go down to the realm of the dead, you're there too. If I fly with wings into the shining dawn, you're there. If I fly into the radiant sunset, you're there waiting. Wherever I go, your hand will guide me. Your strength will empower me. You formed my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside and wove them together in my mother's womb. I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it. How thoroughly you know me, Lord. You saw who you created me to be before I became me. Before I'd even seen the light of day, the number of days you'd planned for me were already recorded in your book. Every single moment you are thinking of me. How precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Oh God, your desires towards me are more than the grains of sands on every shore. When I wake every morning, you're still with me. Psalm 139 finishes up with this statement. God, I invite you, your searching gaze into my heart. Examine me through and through. Find out, this is the thing, find out everything that may be hidden within me. And that's hidden from me. See if there is any path of pain I'm walking on. And lead me back to your glorious everlasting way, the path that brings me back to you. Oh, sorry, I missed the part there. Put me to the test and sift through all my anxious cares. Put me to the test and sift through all my anxious cares. For some of us, that might be like a little, little pan, a little colander, a little one cup flour sifter. Some of us might need one of those industrial concrete mixer cares and worries, anxieties of life. Hmm. Spirit realities. Going back to the former things. If you're wanting justice and you're thinking that you need justice, which justice are you after? Are you after earthly justice based on earthly wisdom or are you after godly justice based on godly wisdom, heavenly wisdom? Former things, if you're wanting stuff to, to sort out in your life, sometimes we've got to let go of it first to really allow God to take hold of it. 
I forget where it's written in the New Testament where it says that he is, he remains faithful. You know, even if I'm faithless, he remains faithful. And then there's a, um, a word in there that's interesting because it says, you know, when I'm faithless, I know if I, if I, uh, sorry, if I disown him, he will disown me. But then it goes on to say, but he will never disown his own. And I used to get confused by that, but I realized in the meaning of the word was if we try disown, what it means is if I try and take ownership back of something in my life, that's mine. I, I, I want ownership back. He will say, okay, you've got ownership of that. If I, give, if I say, God, 99% of my life is yours, but there's this one area I'm going to worry about. I'm going to try and manipulate everything so that I get this working the right way. He says, okay, good luck with that. <laughs> I'll let you do it. I'll be around to pick up the pieces on the way, but do you know what? We, we've got to release it. We've got to release it. I'm in a really precarious position at the moment that I've got to trust God with every moment because <laughs> I've, I've got discs that are taken out of my back and every twinge and everything wants to stop me from moving because I'm so scared bone, because surgeons talk about bone on bone. Physios go, you'll never get bone on bone. You've got too much stuff in the road, <laughs> which is true. If a surgeon's told you you've got bone on bone, no, you've probably got scar tissue on scar tissue there. Not that that makes it any better. But um, so I've got to get out and take steps. I've got to get out, even though my foot wants to trip me over all the time. Do you know what it's like to trip over on your big toe? To have your big toe go under your foot, you step down and you go, what's under my foot? And you look down and your big toe is making you trip over. So, yeah. So I've got to get out and get moving. Some of us have got to exercise our faith again. And we're like, no, 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 I don't want to exercise my faith. I got tripped, over, tripped up last time I took that step of faith. And, and it was, I'm not going to do that again. No, 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 that couldn't have been God. And it's like, no, no, forget the former things. God's going to do it a different way. Keep, even if you take a step of faith and you fall flat, step of faith, yes, and fall fa- flat on your face, you'll still learn by that and God will still work through that. And God will make, because he, even when I've made pre, like presumptive sort of things in God, Afterwards, I said, sorry, God, went the wrong way, but I'm listening. Please keep speaking to me. I'm showing you that I'm listening. Even when I've messed things up, Lord, I'm listening. Please don't leave it at this. I want to hear your voice. I, I misinterpreted what you said, but I want to know what your voice is saying. Forget the former things. God is going to rebuild, restore, renew. So we've got a few minutes left. Only a few. I still went too long. I'm looking at the wrong time up there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Tim. I was about to say Lily, but you don't look anything like Lily. That's my normal. Thank you, Lily. Oh, it's Timmy. Timothy. You're doing a great job there. I can't hear anything coming out, but I can hear you clunking away. His clunking was beautifully in time. Forget. Forget the former things. The good thing about God is that he never forgets, but he chooses to to not remember. (laughs) I love that. He chooses not to remember. When I try to remind him, he says, don't remember. And it's not dementia. He chooses not to remember. Father, thank you. Thank you for choosing not to remember. Father, thank you. 
Oh, that you've eradicated our sin, you've eradicated our past, that, it, that shame doesn't hurt us anymore, that guilt doesn't hurt us anymore. Oh, it can try and haunt us and it can try and shut us down. But Father, when we step into your kingdom and your righteousness, it changes everything. Father, we want to seek your kingdom and your righteousness. Father, I thank you during this, this season of fasting that we're on at the moment. For those that are fasting social media, for those that are that are going without food, those that are going without sugar, those that are whatever it might be, Father, I thank you that during those times that you are speaking, that you're, the heaven is always sowing, that you are always speaking, Father, so we can be receptive. Lord, I thank you for open eyes, open ears, open hearts, for oh, fresh hearts to understand, fresh ears to hear, fresh eyes to see again. Father, you in creation, you in your word, you in your glory, Father. Oh, fresh encounters. If you've got some past you need to um, get rid of, if you're able to stand, do you want to just stand with me at the moment? I feel like, like this is a year of declarations that some of us need to make some declarations over, there, over our homes, over our marriages, over whatever it might be. And you might say, well, I don't know, I'm sailing pretty smooth at the moment. I, I, don't, I can't think of any, anything. That's fantastic. Then pray for the person next to you. But I'm sure that if you thought about it, there's an area that God wants to extend His glory into your life, that God wants to pour His glory into your life, that there's some area in your life that, that is a, a cherished heart area in your life that God has put there that you have desires that you've got passions about that maybe you've just shut it away and God wants to reignite that he wants to rebuild restore renew that and before you even took a breath God had already breathed out and spoken out your whole existence and who you were going to be before you knew who you were and you might not even know who you are at the moment God knows who you are to be he is the best one to follow <laughs> When Leon said this morning, you know, we get no inheritance. Yeah, we get an inheritance from our earthly fathers and mothers, maybe for a short time. But we get an inheritance from our father alongside Jesus. We get a co-inheritance with Jesus. How awesome is that, a spiritual inheritance? If you need to make a proclamation of leaving things behind and forgetting things that may have happened to you, you may have made a choice and stepped erroneously. You may have made a bunch of bad decisions and ended up in a horrid place. If we sin, we ask for forgiveness. He is just and able to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you need to be cleansed from any unrighteousness, you can get rid of all unrighteousness. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? And it just is... Father, forgive me. If you need to do that this morning, just do it now. Just do it now. As we're in this moment, if there's some things you need to forget, things that keep coming back and nagging you, Holy Spirit, right now, I thank you for shining that searchlight. Father, shine your light in me. See if there's any, shine it on my anxieties and on my cares, Father. Show me if there is any path of pain in me so that I can get off it so that we can get off this path of pain. We can look, stop at the crossroads, look for the good way and walk in it where we find rest for our souls. Father, thank you for Jesus, the way. And right now, we th I thank you for those that are being challenged <laughs> to take those steps. 
spirit steps, change steps, forget the past, don't dwell on the past. Father, thank you for having your way. Have your way. Father, may your kingdom come. May your will be done, your will, your righteousness in our life. May your righteousness be outworked. Just let the Father know the area in your life that you need him to move. Just let him know. You can whisper it. That word, it springs forth. See, I'm doing something new. See, it springs forth. That word springs forth. That term means like, like hair springs forth, like seeds spring forth. We see their evidence, but we don't really understand the complexities of what's going on behind it. It looks like it's just coming out, but there's so much complexities behind it. And springs forth just like words, just like words. Our words, are, that's one of the things that God's really challenging us on this year is about what words. Because I hear a lot of idle talk going on at the moment, and it seems to be growing this idle talk and the thing is, Scripture says that we'll be judged on every idle word. Oh, that, because I say a lot of idle words, guy. I really do. I'm full of idle words. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to get, I've got to limit these. Stephen, you limit them. We want words of truth. We want words of authority. We want words of promise in our life. One of the things that I've got to keep reminding myself and telling my body is that it's, it's not the way I think it is. It's the way that God thinks it is. And you aren't the way that you think you are. You're the way that God thinks you are. Your marriage, your workplace, whatever it is, see it through God's eyes. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.